Hey Lars, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Nico. Very pleased to be here. How are you doing? A little bit under the weather? Uh, yeah, it's uh, in uh, Norway, about zero uh, degrees uh, in Oslo, uh, waiting for the snow. Uh, I think it's going to come soon. Uh, but uh, I, of course, get a cold of, out of this uh, weather. Yeah. From what I understand, we have quite much in common. We have both boxed in our lifetime. We both follow MMA and, and boxing. Uh, we're both really, really family people. And what else can the listeners know about you? If I can say how much I work, uh, I work about uh, 300%, <laughs> not 100 because uh, my normal work is uh, like a prison officer. I'm correctional officer in a big prison in uh, right outside of Oslo. My design uh, of uh, watches uh, is still uh, like a hobby. But uh, so, so when I'm not on work uh, as a, a correctional officer, I'm uh, working with the watches. My son and my wife is police uh, officers, and uh, we also have three other kids. We uh, have a big family. I have uh, two other sons and one daughter. They're all a kind of uh, academic uh, interested, and so am I, because I also have a degree in uh, sociology, but I have studied for, for many years. So we are quite active family. Political interests, all of us. Uh, my youngest, my daughter on 16, she is, uh, yeah, she's the, what you can call a radical. So that's also very, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, challenging, but uh, very fun because they are getting smart. You know, Nico, they say, if you don't have a heart, when you are young, you, you don't get a brain when you get old. You, you must be lucky for, you, for your children to, to be active. And it means also that you have done something right. Let's be honest. I, yeah, I think so. They I made you so. proud. Yeah, I, I th yeah, of course. They all have. Uh, and all of them are involved in, in this, uh, this family uh, business. Because Bragdur, that is a family company. We all work with Bragdur. Wow. We are six people in this family working uh, with Bragdur. That is uh, also a platform to, to meet each other. It's a one more meeting point. Yeah, it is. Keeps it together. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, let's start with the name. Where does the, ma the name come from? Bragdur. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a little bit cool because... You got this uh, a kind of Icelandic uh, sound uh, of it, Bragdur. It sounds uh, like uh, I'm from Iceland, but that is not uh, the thing because I was looking for the name on, uh, on my watches and uh, maybe I tried 3000 names wow. <laughs> before, before I ended up, ended up with uh, the name Bragd. And in Norwegian, Bragd, that's the English achievement. So w w when I started all this, it was uh, natural to call 
my company for bragd ur because ur that's norwegian word of a watch achieving watch so that is yeah, that a cool name that's, yeah yeah and it, it and and then i got this uh, icelandic uh, uh, sound bragdur uh, i think it's I, i love it i still love it i i, I even get more and more ex- excited about the name bragdur uh, for every day that's and, and it's, a, it's a name so. uh, most con- country can pronounce yeah it's Brogdur, easy to yes, pronounce it is What's the yeah. story of the humble yeah. beginning of the company? How did it came about? How did you decide to start a microbrand? The start was uh, already back in uh, 1986. That is a, a a year that I also use on my watches. Uh, you can see it uh, on all my watches. Oslo 1986. 1986. And uh, in 1986 I lived in Oslo. I was uh, uh, together with my brother-in-law and he's a well-known watchmaker and he asked me Lars do you want to go together with me and start the the franchise watch company modern times and I threw everything aside I was 19 years old I was starting uh, to, to to the university but I just throw everything Uh, and I said, of course, that journey I want to take part of. So uh, my brother-in-law, he was a friend of a guy in uh, living in Tønsberg, who was the owner of Optura. Uh, Optura is a wholesaler of Seiko. They're really big. So I started to to have this uh, this training with uh, with Optura and traveling around uh, all Norway from deep south to the high north to start up the modern times uh, shops. So when I sat down in Oslo, I had a red Volkswagen Beetle, an old one. Uh, it was from 1973. When I sat in that red Beetle, i had this dream coming to me. What now, Lars? Are you going to make a watch? So that was the first time. 1986, I started with this work with watches. But this dream uh, of making a watch, uh, it's, it, it, uh, it went away pretty quick because, you know, uh, the possibilities to make a watch Uh, in 1986 uh, was not there uh, so I was a watch collector uh, since 1986 and in 2017 I was thinking I was uh, taking up this dream again and I was thinking what about now Lars what about now is it possible to make a watch so i had a little adventure. I started, uh, of course, as uh, many people do, uh, use Google. And I went deeper in this and I went to England. I, I met a guy there, English microbrand guy. And it, it was pretty accidental that I was sitting together with him one night. 
And that night, he gave me the name of a Swiss microbrand guy. He responded uh, immediately uh, on my mails. And uh, I must say that I have a big uh, Elfan Tongue fan. So I was a big fan then of Celos watches. And I couldn't understand that it, it was possible for uh, Elfan Tang to, to make these watches and sell them uh, for that price. The, the quality was extreme high. So I told my Swiss handler that I want to do it the Celos way. I think that's the path I'm on now. I think so. Affordable, well-built, yes, with with a wow factor design-wise and good yeah. good customer service and after sale care. Yeah, that, that that's all that matters actually, because I can maybe yeah. uh, talk a little bit about that later. But I have uh, I have experience on failing. That is possible, uh, but you learn a lot of this failing. Of course, of course. So that's that's the background, designing Bragd and Bragdur. Were you into watches before you started your journey with Optura? I was because my uh, sister was married to a watchmaker. So uh, already from I, uh, from I was 10, we got uh, Seiko and Rico digital watches. And uh, people didn't, ah, you got, oh, what is this? It was crazy because... My brother-in-law, his father was also a watchmaker. So they had a big uh, company in Lillestrøm, straight out of, uh, outside of Oslo. So we got a lot of watches. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about the current collection. You have quite, quite a few names that uh, for most of the listeners won't be easy to pronounce. So it would be very good if you can pronounce them. So yeah, you hear I, them. Yeah. Shall we start with my favorite? Yeah, that is the pool farer. And, uh, and in English, that is the polar farer or a traveler to the poles. So, so that is the name in Norwegian. It's, uh, it's uh, direct. And yeah, it's just called pool fighter. It's I dreamt about making some explorer uh, kind of watch, uh, and that's the reason I ended up with pool fighter. Uh, and it's also beginning of I think it will be my base series. It's a forty-three point five millimeter bezel on it. 13.3 millimeters thick. It's a steel vessel insert. I use my wonderful Celita SV200. I have a very good experience with the Celita. It's a no-brainer for me. It's uh, affordable. It's of course a stiff price uh, on it. Uh, it is, but it's affordable. It is. If it's good enough for Zin, it's good enough for many. I used to joke. It's a great movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Um, then we move to the hybrid, which looks very similar and yet not similar at all. Yeah, the, I think this is the 
Bragdur DNA. I have started uh, on the pool fodder with the crown guards. And the crown guards, they are very simple, but oh my god, we used a lot of time on uh, drawing the, the crown guards. It's six screws uh, on it. It's uh, crazy, but I haven't seen that before. It's going nowhere. <laughs> it's not moving nowhere, yeah. But if you look at the hybrid, this is the standard crown guard that I have been using. And my intentional thought on, on, on just this was that when I saw this crown guard on the Froskeman and on the Jernman, I thought, oh, what if I punch hole in the crown guard and make a chrono of it? And people can say what they want, but they haven't seen this chrono before. So we started then to design the dial on the, on the hybrid. And then I thought, okay, I have a very good experience with, with my Jernman, with my Iron Man. What if I just make it white and call it something else? And put in Psycho VK64. They call this a hybrid movement because uh, the normal uh, the normal movement is quartz, but the chrono is a mechanic. So can't I just call my watch for hybrid? Because that's the Norwegian name for it also, hybrid. And then I got the idea of the lion with the wings, because that is my fi favorite hybrid. Uh, it's embossed yeah. on the case back, the lion with the wings. And for the listeners, it's a very, very beautiful embossed case backs yeah, on all the watches, yeah. stating the specifications of the watch. And every single watch has a different embossed case back. Uh, then we move to the bronzo, which I am wearing today, which is uh, your wife's favorite watch as well. Yeah, she's uh, she's wearing the prototype on that, uh, and uh, she's she's not taking that watch off. So you had to send me yours. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to because the, the the patina on that watch on the prototype because I got the prototype at least yeah. eight months before I got the, the bulk production. So it's quite old now. Oh, wow. So it was a joy ride because never before have had uh, any Norwegian designed a bronze watch. That is the first Norwegian designed bronze watch. And my favorite bronze watch of all bronze watches is the Panerai Bronzo, and I had to call my Bragd Bronzo. Bronzo. Okay, there it With, comes the name inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we miss any any of the watches? Yes, of course. Grön. The Sfera watches. That is a watch you can call uh, a white label watch because it's an existing uh, case and dial. Uh, the thing I did with Sfera is maybe the, the, the thing I'm most proud of. I have written a very cool message on the case back. It's very cool for people that speak Norwegian. And it stands, this watch is 
water resistant, but do not jump in the ocean. Men ikke hopp i havet. And uh, also in, on this one, I have this embossed uh, case pack. Uh, it's sapphire. It's very oh. impressive yeah. for the price. I just have to say this. I have never seen, honestly, never seen on a 250 euro price range watch yeah. this level of embossed back case. No, I have not. I think you haven't seen that because I think it's uh, not exist. Uh, so beside the Sfera watches, I love these watches. I love to wear them also because it's 40 millimeters. The only drawback with the Sfera is I, I chose it with a second hand. Next time it will not come with a second hand because it's ticking so much. Okay. Yeah. It's a very good uh, movement. It's you know it's the Psycho Epson. Very. It's it's gonna last forever. I will not uh, try to save money on the quality. That is crazy. So everything I make, I will make with quality. Uh, you kind of step in yeah. into my next question. Uh, every company has philosophy and way of uh, doing things. What's Bragadur's philosophy? I think uh, the main uh, philosophy was to wake people up and see that it's possible to make a total Norwegian design on a watch that is laying on the bottom for us. I think that's an elephant in the room, so I will not bring that up here, but I think there is an elephant in the watch room. Uh, and, and that is the Swiss made. It's, uh, it's quite uh, intriguing, actually. But uh, I said no, because if I do that, it will uh, differ with our philosophy that all design on our watches will be Norwegian. All graphics, all the graphic, uh, uh, graphic design, all the text graphic design, Everything is in Norwegian. That is uh, that is our philosophy. But the main uh, philosophy, uh, I, I I believe that is uh, we cannot design a watch and try to save on the uh, production uh, costs. And uh, if it's not uh, good quality, you will have a lot of work after. If you don't sell quality, people don't want it. And uh, if you don't sell quality, it will break. So, so I have a very good experience in using that uh, as a ground philosophy. Use money on the production. Don't save. Don't try to take shortcuts on, on the design, uh, on, uh, on, the, on the build, on the, on the steel on the on the mineral make it really good and you have because to my understanding you basically sold out on most of the models that was crazy because you know the friday the 13th november last year i got my froskeman and jernman 200 watches 100 each and just a few days they were all sold I sold watches uh, for uh, 400,000 uh, euros 
in, in that month. So, so that was crazy. So we got everything back uh, of what we invested. That was very important because we used a lot of money. We used the family savings to start this company because we are not special fans of crowdfunding. We don't like that. We wanted to pay uh, for the watches in uh, advance. That's also the, the uh, a, a kind of philosophy that our customers don't pay for their watches long before they get them. Um, do you consider Bragadur a microbrand? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, think I don't have the definition of a microbrand, but it's a small company. I think that is uh, uh, one definition of a microbrand. You sell it online. I think that's also. But the problem is that we don't sell outside of Norway. Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, the export of watches, uh, that's a time thief. It's a consumer of, uh, uh, of all our uh, strength. I have uh, sold uh, a few watches uh, to America, to USA and Canada and also to Germany and uh, yeah. also uh, one in France. This is people that uh, almost harassed me because they didn't get to, yeah. They are so fan of the watches, so I just had to send them. I don't know if you have seen uh, seen the video, but it's a, it's a big American. He's uh, high up in the politics in uh, USA. He has getting hold of two watches and he's crazy about these watches. And <laughs> Can you tell us who he is? Yeah, his name is Brad Case. He's the director of communication for the Republican Party in Tennessee. But what a man. He's so totally in love with uh, his two uh, Bragdur watches. He has one uh, Oxehode, the ox head and he also have the hybrid and he said said on that video he, he said that he was uh, at a dinner with uh, congressmen and celebrities and everything and he was so confident with his watch he knew that he was the only one in America that had the Uxohode if I'm gonna start with export I think it will be the the Scandinavian uh, people in uh, America. I think uh, that will be the starting point. There is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Swedish and, and Norwegian, and and they are more Norwegian than. Where, where, where is it? I mean, me. Minnesota. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Minnesota. That's the that's the biggest. It's more Norwegian people in Minnesota than it lives in Norway. So, so, so I think maybe I'm going to go for America. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, so Nico, you have, uh, you have been uh, testing out uh, the Polfarer and, uh, and uh, the Sfære and, uh, and uh, the Bronzo. What, uh, what do you think about my watches? You know, when you've been so long in this hobby, there are certain... Um, characteristics that become a must that you become accustomed and you want this to be in your watch 
So crown at three o'clock is a must for me. Date window is a must. A good anti-reflective coating is a must. Thick crystal is a must. Uh, proper lux, which here is absolutely the highlight, yeah. one of the highlights for me. Those lux are brilliant. The place you have you have put the holes for the spring bars is just brilliant. Basically, what it does, both the lugs and part of the case become a platform for the strap to come in and snug in place. So it removes completely a gap between the case and the strap, which is something I hate. And this actually is a shared DNA from most of your watches, that the strap becomes one with the case and there is no gap in between. The good thing is that this gap is straight, or this the meeting point is straight, which means all my straps in my collection already fit in that place snugly with no gap. So, yeah, it's a very well-built watch. The crown, very well-told design for the crown. Those crown guards. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. I'm happy you have spent the time to, to design them. They have become this DNA of the watches. And so, the, so have the bezels, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think you spend a lot of time on the bezels because th those bezels really fit the overall experience with each watch, even though yeah. the bezels are very yeah. different from watch to watch. As I said many times, I'm a straight shooter. If I don't like something, I will say it. Um, the straps, I think there is work to be done with the straps. Uh, they fit very well the watches. I think they're quite big, uh, so maybe more tapering. But I am told that you're working on the straps. Is it true? Yeah, that's that's correct. And I think when I'm uh, releasing Froskeman, number two of the frogman next year i think there will be a brogdur patent on the bracelet i do a lot uh, to to try to find a brogdur dna also in the straps this has been a little bit difficult because it's a lot of straps uh, to choose between but our preferences, they are getting uh, quite crystal clear now. I think uh, in uh, 2022 uh, there will be uh, some uh, rattling about Bragdur DNA on the on the bracelet. Yeah. Since you are already spilling some beans, let's let's go there. How much of the future projects that you're working on are you willing to talk about? I can tell you this because. It will soon uh, no longer be uh, a secret, but I'm designing a watch for a military uh, division uh, in Norway where I have done something with a bezel and a bezel insert that the world never have seen before. It's a new function. People will think, what is that crazy guy doing? And then they will see, oh, of course, it's totally natural that this bezel and bezel insert is like this. It's totally natural. So this watch is going to be a very expensive uh, watch. It's uh, going to be a chrono and it will be uh, the Celita uh, SV510 chrono. Automatic, yeah. So we are moving up in the divisions here. Uh, 
and it will be in gunmetal. So gunmetal and gold. So uh, this is a crazy watch, crazy. But uh, still, it's that thinking about the bezels and the bezel inserts. That's very important for me. But uh, I'm working on a, uh, on something I can't say anything about. Uh, and uh, I think that's going to be very big. And it's it's probably, it will be something. But it it's not uh, much likely that it will be a Bragd watch. But I'm working with a very famous artist. He's very, very famous. People will run to the hills for this watch. I can't say anything more about that. But I'm working also with another military division and uh, that has been um, approved by the board uh, of this organization. So they are willing to go further uh, with Bragdur making uh, a watch and that will also be a hell of a watch. But maybe the most exciting project, the deal will be done in uh, December. That is a very uh, famous uh, company working with underwater roves. Remote operated vehicles in the deep, in the big deep. And this company has, uh, it's the company that found, uh, among others, they, they found the, the Kursk. Uh, submarine uh, they are working all over the world and they asked Bragdur can you make a watch ATM 100 thousand meters and we put the rove uh, in embossed on the case pack yeah so that is also very exciting so I have I have a lot of uh, people that I just have to say no I cannot help you. You have to go to somebody else, and I give them I give them their the name of other companies because I must have time. They are very good uh, making uh, you you know uh, cut out uh, steel uh, with they have this five axled uh, CNC machine machine and. Uh, I think we're gonna have uh, a deal about producing the case of uh, yeah a one watch. Uh, it's called Sjöulk. Uh, this is a watch that Bragdur will uh, uh, launch in twenty twenty three. Uh, it will be totally all will be built in uh, Norway. Uh, it will be the, of course, uh, it's, it's 6498 uh, Unitas Swiss uh, mechanical uh, manual, uh, yeah, and and uh, and the and the philosophy behind this watch is, we will give it away. It will cost us a lot, but all the money for these watches will go to the. You have heard about the trade ships during the war, yeah. You you know that the Norwegian lost a lot of people because it was a lot of trade ships sunk by the Germans and also by the British and uh, and others. But all the money 
for this watch will go to the work for these people. Stoll has also going to have an update. Are you willing to tell us something about yeah. it? This case, so if you see the crown at six, the, the flexible lugs there, this cutting in the case, like we have done on the stall, this has never been done before. Because all the other watches that has the crown, either on 12 or, uh, or six, they have a lug part uh, that make the watches look kind of funny, I think. So I, I wanted to do something about that. And that's the reason I draw, I draw that uh, cutting on a napkin on the restaurant. And that napkin I have. So I lived a little bit with Stoll. I love the watch and uh, it has uh, cool detail, details uh, on the dial. So I told my Swiss handler that I will put this away. We don't produce this. I will draw a new. I will keep the watch as you see it, but I will put also the flexible lugs on 12 o'clock. And in that way, I make a symmetry and it's really gonna hug your wrist. And also what is going to produce as well, this already is producing um, the possibility to reach very wide audience of wrists sizes because this already fits five and a half to to nine inches because yeah. this 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 lug moves what two centimeters at least yeah it does i don't know what that's in inches i'm sorry no. but uh it it already moves quite a bit so if you have two of those lugs i mean you have like a very wide yeah range of wrists gonna, it's gonna be a wrist monster can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? I try to, to release a lot of pictures on Instagram and Facebook. We have to have a, another uh, episode because uh, there is so much happening. There is so much coming up. Uh, so it's just natural that we have to have another episode together talking about uh, the future releases, which I can't wait. And oh my goodness, this this stall you are talking about with the, with the flexible lugs, that's something uh, I'm really looking forward to to see. And uh, yes, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was a great pleasure to be uh, on your podcast, uh, Nico. You are you are a king in the <laughs> podcast world. <laughs> Oh, it's very nice. Uh, it's so easy to talk uh, to you, uh, Nico. Thank you. So, and yeah, this is what happens in the in the in the hobby of uh, w w people with passion for watches. We we click so fast, and because our passion yeah, for watches just just bond us immediately. And we love to fight. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and we love the fight. For the listeners. Thank you guys for, for joining in. Uh, it was a long one this time, but so many Easter eggs, so many interesting information to process and so many exciting news. Until next time, don't forget what's beyond horology is time and people. Respect them both. Goodbye. Goodbye, people. Thank you very much. <laughs>